Garzo and Catone. I think, I think, listen, Mark, listen, hold on. When I say, would you have caffeine today? What the hell is that up Presented by Special Sauce Podcast, Studio 42 Design, and Corso Law Group. Now for the real deal New England feel, Corso and Catone. Welcome into Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. Happy New Year. I am Corso. Catone is here. Joe is in the booth, and you're listening and watching on YouTube, listening on iHeartRadio, a Apple podcast, anywhere you podcast, and you can listen to us live right now on Podbean. And listen, give us a call, 855-313-PATS, our heated hotline. Leave us a message 24-7. Anything's on the table. Let us know what your New Year's resolutions are for next week. We're going to have some special New Year's resolution surprises next week, according to Mr. Catone. So give us a call, 855-313-7287. Listen, we got a packed one today. In the Pats Nation, we're going to recap and go back to the Raider and Cincinnati game and uh, talk about what went, went on in that game, including Mac Mania, Coach's Corner, and we'll have our Sunday stiffs for both of those games and maybe even stiffs for each game. So, uh, And then we're going to come back and patch preview and talk that Dolphins game. Tomorrow they kick off at 1 p.m. from Gillette Stadium. An all-important matchup. We'll have our offensive and defensive keys to victory as well as our game predictions. And, of course, step up to the sports book. We're going to have our Sunday spread. We're going to give you our locks of the week and a few other games that you can uh, look to. So, gentlemen. I hope you both had a wonderful Christmas getting ready for New Year's. I did. I had, It was nice. It was relaxing. It was nice. But now it's time to get back to work and make some money. Yep. Yeah, Joe, back. there was a long pause there when I asked him. That's a hesitation. That's a, that's, <laughs> that's a long pause. Uh, because, I mean, you know, the, the, the winter, you know how the holidays are. Very stressful. Yeah. Well, you know, you let the people know how stressful it was. You know, now all the returns happen. Yeah. Now it's cyber. Now it's cyber return day. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't deal with that nonsense. <laughs> cyber Monday. So, but yeah, you know what? We got a lot to talk about, um, especially in the Patriots. So let's get to that and let's go Pats Nation. Joe. Are you ready for the Pats Nation? The only real deal Patriot postgame show. That's Nation, the only Patriots post-game show, recap show, worth watching. And uh, Mark, two games have been played uh, since we spoke last. Thank God we weren't yeah, talking. Two losses, yet. by the way. Two losses, by the way. Which I predicted. I predicted. In fact, I still have, but I have the Cardinals game as a loss, too. And I predicted. think it means. What do you want? Predicted. Anybody could have predicted those losses. The team stinks. They stink. Well, well yeah, they do stink. They really do at this point. But they lost to the Raiders uh, on that on the road, uh, 30, 30 to twenty four, and um, it was an ugly, ugly offensive game, Mark. Um, and then they they come back against uh, Cincinnati, and they lose that game too, twenty two to eighteen, a much closer game. But as Mark's going to tell us. It wasn't really as close as the score, 
But uh, but let's back up a little bit to that Raider game. And I think taking these two games combined, right? Generally speaking, what's your impression of this team after those two? They're a bad football team. Listen, they, they, they don't play good situational football. Offensively, they don't have a clue. The coaching is, a, is pitiful. It's, it gets worse by the week. It's just a bad team, Chris. They, the way they lost those games are the way bad teams lose football games. You and I have talked about this for years, and we've been spoiled because we're not one of those teams. But watching the last two weeks, we're a bad team, and that's what bad teams do. That's how they lose football games, the way we lost both those games. It, it totally disgraceful, total dysfunction, in, especially in that Raider game at the end. I don't know what that was. But Mac Jones was horrific in that game. Bad situational football, like I said. Chris, it's just bad. The wheels have come off, and it's like it, it's just they came off. We had Kyle Vandenbosch on, a 12-year NFL vet, three-time Pro Bowl a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> preparing for that Cardinal game. And he talked about situational football, and that's the earmark of the Patriots. And, you know, and he gave Belichick props and all that. You know, But he's on the other side of the country, and like a lot of people <clears throat> in the country, and national, the national people, they, Belichick's still hanging on. You know, He's still hanging on in name. But for us, and for all you... Uh, everyone in the nation out there and all you Corso and Katonfa, we have the real deal. So we bring it every week and we're telling you that situational football is gone. I agree with Mark. I mean, that end of the game stuff that happened. Explain both. the explain that though. Why would you even call? Why would that even be a possibility? No Was that called from the bench or did the players improvise? You know, there's a couple of theories on that right now that I've been listening to. First, I mean, I don't really have a problem with the play because you see that all the time. I mean, you see that. Yeah, but at the end of the game. I don't have a problem with the play if you're behind. But in a tie game, why? No, I mean, I th it was a draw. So I mean, you, no, you I'm talking about play. the lateral. I'm not talking about the draw itself. The draw well, itself, the but great, the lateral is a player team. That that's a player decision. I can't okay. imagine okay. as as dysfunctional as this team is. Okay. I still can't imagine. Okay, that that's he, what that I was asking. Saying to Ramondre Stevenson, hey, if you see an opening, go ahead and lateral the ball. You know, you just you just don't do it. It's it's a mind blow at the moment it's happening. Yeah. You know, but you know what's funny? The theory I was telling you about it that that play, and we'll move on from it, but is a lot of people think that the Patriots were padding their stats a little bit, padding their numbers because they're so bad in third down. They they third down numbers are so bad, okay, that they figured, you know, we'll 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 grab a third down conversion here. I mean, they're two of thirteen in the game, Mark. And I think maybe and I think maybe that was one of them. I think they, that was one of the two. Maybe, and so maybe, it's, it's maybe, just a bad, it was a bad, terrible play. But my point is situational football for them is gone. Like they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. And, 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 and if and you Chris, put it on the players, you put it on the coaches, it's a little both. And Chris, know. at the end of the game, when they asked Belichick about the play and why didn't they just throw the ball to the end zone? Maybe you get lucky, right? Belichick yeah. said, wasn't an option, couldn't reach. Okay. Flip Fast forward to the Cincinnati though. game. Yeah, right. Yeah, guess what? He can't. He could have reached from that point, that spot on the field. So that just yeah. blew his bullshit story away. That that he came up with, and 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 as soon as he said it, I said to my son, "That's BS." Because you know how many times he did that at Alabama? They'd be at their own forty, and he'd throw the ball to D D Devontae Smith. For a touchdown in the end zone, the opposite, that's bullshit. That was total bullshit. But the problem is 
Belichick gets a pass, Chris. Nobody presses him on these idiotic statements that he makes. Nobody does. Well, yeah, and, and speaking of Mac, we're going to get to Mac Mania right now. But, yeah, I mean, the thing is, yeah, that's right, Joe. Exactly. Finally, somebody step up. They should let Mark and I in those press conferences. That's who needs to be in those press conferences, you and because, I. Because, Chris, if you're going to give him a pass, okay, give him a pass. But Jesus Christ, Chris, now you're insulting our intelligence. The guy's a professional football player. He played at Alabama, by the way, with three All-Americans and three guys who are, who are studs in the NFL. And you're telling me he couldn't make that throw? He wouldn't have been the starting quarterback at Alabama. That's bullshit. And he knows no. it's bullshit, but nobody presses him on it. No, and and we need to talk about the antics and the emotions and all of that. And let's do that right now in Mac Mania. That's Joe. a whole other issue, but yeah. Mac Mania! So 13 of 31, yes, I said that. 13 of 31 for 112 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, average of three and a half yards per completion. Uh, this is in the Raiders game, Mock. This is in the Raiders game. And uh, while while I'm uh, pulling up the, the other numbers, what do you make of that? What do you make of his performance in that Raider game? It was, and then we'll it was so bad. It, Chris, it was awful. That was his worst performance as a professional, I believe, in that game. It was just piss poor. It was bad. Bad decision-making, bad everything, bad coaching offensively. It was just a, a bad, bad game but for him it was his worst game professionally i mean you got to give him an f for his performance in that game chris and 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 because of the defense and because the raiders are so bad oh, you caught. still were in the game and, and had a chance to win it if you go to overtime but the defense failed us at the end they let Oakland, they let the uh, las vegas go down there and tie that game right well, with Mac Jones, though, I look, 13, 13 completions. Okay. I, let's put it in some kind of perspective for a minute. On a scoring, on a normal scoring drive, say you start at the 25-yard line, okay? What, six, seven, and eight completions? You're going to have at least five to seven completions because it's a million, mainly it's a throwing league. So to get to get to a touchdown, unless you have a long throw, but if you have a normal drive, eight plays, six to nine to ten plays, something like you're going to have seven completion. That's half. So in one drive, you're going to have half of what he had the entire game. That's just – that's bad. It's really bad. Um, Real bad. You know, the percentage sucks. His rating sucked. And now, you know, a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about we like the emotion out of him, and I like the emotion. But Mock pointed out something. Not when the emotion starts to affect how you are on the field and how the speed is, right? For you. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that's starting to show up. And 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 I think it's starting to affect the huddle because I think his frustration is now spreading. If you listen to the comments of some of the players, Chris, it's not it like I, I think that that is spreading now to, uh, to, 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 to the huddle. And, and, and that's absolutely not what you want to see happen, but, but, but it's now happening. So how you're getting to a breaking point now where there's no way you can bring Patricia back and judge unless Jones is not the quarterback or vice versa. If you're bringing yeah. them back, then Jones can't be there. So, so you've reached that breaking point. There's no way you can come back with the same offensive coaching staff in Jones next year, Chris, just because of what he's he's demonstrated and the fact that I think it's now entered into the huddle. 
He's had, you know, there was a look, you could see this with him. He was an emotional kid. His second day in practice, his first season in training camp, his second day, okay, something happened, threw how to throw a ball into the ground, got all pissed off. I mean, he was all pissed off in that practice, all kinds of antics, walking away, swearing. Second day in practice as a pro, okay, when he was competing with Cam Newton. And, you know, Slater went up, had to go up to him. A couple guys had to, like, kind of walk up to him and talk. I mean, this is what you have. And at the time, we talked about it and said, hey, this guy's a fiery guy. It's finally, we got somebody that cares, da-da-da. Well, you go and you take inept and you put it with this kid who has that kind of emotion and understands what a real good offense looks like and coaching looks like. You put it with a kid like this that's now I would say he's volatile that way. Um, yeah, it's a recipe for a serious issue on the sideline because all the players are going to follow the quarterback. I mean, they're going to follow and, the and, quarterback. And, 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 and I think they are. They are, Chris. Right? I yeah, think they it's are. been that way for several yeah. weeks. So, yeah. do you, okay. So, so we got all that. We understand the emotional part of it. They ruin, and, and I agree. You know, you look at you look at what the hell happened with. And again, Van der Bosch again talked about Matthew Slater. He played with Matthew Slater, right? And he talked about how there was nobody more prepared, nobody worked harder. But he looked like crap in Detroit. And who was the you know Matt Patricia was there, Daniel Jones, who the Giants are what on the verge of maybe a playoff, and and the first half of the season that kid had. Joe Judge. I, Joe Judge, I, he like ruined that kid yeah. practically. So we talked about this when you brought these guys on and they said, so they're going to ruin this kid. And so, Chris, listen, as a player, right? You were, you played this, you played, you were in a huddle, right? So, as a player, if you, as a player, understand the scheme, the concept, and have an understanding of what you should be calling, and your coaches don't, and they're yeah. not calling it. How, how do you even perform? How, like, what is that level of trust and respect? I mean, as a player, you did it. How, like, I don't even know how that's even possible that you're gonna go out there and play for these two buffoons. I don't care about Belichick. I'm taking Belichick out of the equation. I'm just talking about Patricia and Judge. Really, Patricia, how do you play for him? As a they have no. They have no res- he has no respect. He has no, no respect. I-, I I think he has respect for Patricia as a person, but mm-hmm. I don't think he has re- he doesn't have respect for Patricia in the position he's in. And I think it's gotten so bad. It actually got it's been so bad, Mark, that you you went from disliking, hating Patricia to now hating Belichick for putting Patricia there. Meaning you feel bad. You went from hating Patricia to feeling bad for Patricia. Okay, and and so now that, what you just said brings up a point, which I know we're going to get into as as, as, as this season ends. How did Kraft think Mm. that this was going to be okay, this setup, when you and I, everybody, anybody that knew anything about football knew this was a recipe for disaster, and that's what you have. But yet the Krafts, we trust Bill, they allowed this to happen. Something has to give, I think, in that relationship too, Chris. It just has to, especially if you lose the next two games. I mean, Jesus. Because I'm going to tell yeah. you something. Game 17 is going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. It is. And listen, um, 
And to finish off, to finish off with Mac Jones, okay, so we understand all that. The, the, the respect level for what's happening in the coaching is just, it, it's it's not there. It's documented. We all see it. Everyone, you got to be a moron well, what about not to see it. In Cincinnati. So okay, so in Cincinnati, and I, I want to ask you about his quarterbacking, because you can't look. You can't have it. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, they don't they don't respect the coaches. Okay, and so therefore they're not even listening anymore, and then go out on the field and pull moves like Jacoby Myers did, and perform in situations you can't look. These players, these if you kind of say these players know what they're talking about, they know what a good offense looks like, they know all this stuff. Well, then they ought to know some of the things they're doing. Mark Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry and John Smith ran into each other, and Henry hurt his knee. Now I can't imagine they're being coached on that play to do that. So if you can't, you can't, people out there, you can't have it both ways. If you're telling me the players are smart and they understand what good football is and therefore they're not listening, then you got it. Then they're NFL players who should understand out no, on the field. Chris, and how I'm going to tell you something. With, I mean, you I know, also, on some, in some, aspect, but Chris, you know? I also think I, you're a hundred, you're a thousand percent right with that comment, but I am going to say this too. I think that this offense and these players are so goddamn confused and so yeah. I don't think there's there's no rhyme or reason to anything that's being called. I think they're an undisciplined team. And this is where I think this comes in a little bit, Chris. I think they're an undisciplined team on offense. I don't think guys really know where they're lining up with it's week 15. They still don't get like what they're doing out there, Chris. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. And I think that crisscross when they banged into each other, because I don't think they knew what the hell they were supposed to be doing on the play. No, and as you had a player open. As NFL players, they should. You're 100% yeah, if, right. Yeah, and if you but, watch the play, you had you know, the wide receiver open on that deeper out to the sideline, that either that bench route or something like that on the sideline. And because yeah. those two guys pulled defenders yeah. into the play, now yeah. Mac Jones is scrambling around, and what the hell, where, where am I going with the ball? Mark, we talked about being live. Talk, we talked about Mac Jones and how he's playing, though. It, there's a lot there to improve on. I mean, he is not playing good football. Now, whether no, or not, not the emotions are trickling in or whatever, we still look at him as a pro. He's throwing off back foot. He's missing guys. He's not reading this field properly. He's overthrowing, underthrowing, putting guys in positions to get hurt. So not Chris, setting mentally, up his protection. Yeah, mentally, mentally. He's gone, right? There's no bringing I it back. So. You're right. Setting up protection, making the proper read, making maybe changing a play at the line of scrimmage, doing different things, Chris. He's not there. It's gone. Whatever if if he's supposed whatever it's supposed to be going on, it's gone. So he that's over. You're right. He's playing bad. He's making poor decisions. He's not making the reads and is not understanding. It looks like in some cases, Chris, he's not understanding what's in front of him. And he right. should be able to at this point. You're almost completing your second year as an NFL quarterback. And if you're supposed to be the next guy, well, shit, you should be able to overcome some of that coaching. If your coaching sucks, but you're that good and you're the next guy, then you should be able to overcome some of that by making some changes or diff doing different things at the line. And he's not. So to your yeah. point, Chris, I don't know. Maybe he's not that next guy, but you're going to have to make a decision pretty damn quick. Yeah. And whether he is or not. Well, you asked me about Cincinnati. He was 21 to 33 for 240, but and two touchdowns. But that came one of the touchdowns bounced, you know, was one of those road runner kind yeah. of bounced off one guy, hit mm -hmm. Jacoby Meyer. I mean, that was a third down and like six 
20 conversion. Yeah. You know, I don't know. They they yeah. they weren't good. Listen, I'm going to give you a couple of If it wasn't for numbers. a couple of penalties, Chris, if it wasn't for a couple yeah. of penalties in key situations, Cincinnati would have had like 36, 37 points in the first half. Not just that. Not just that. But, well, first of all, the in the Raider game, Derek Carr showed up. And that Duggar, that Duggar pick let yeah. them back in the game. In Cincinnati, I don't care what anybody says because you're going to see it on Monday night because it's one of my picks this week. Uh Cincinnati is going to show you that they let down in the second half of that Patriots game. It was to me, it was more about what Cincinnati didn't do. And we used to say that with the Patriots, remember? It was more about what they didn't do than what the Patriots did. Listen, right. you're finally giving Cincinnati a little bit of credit for yeah. what they've been doing. Because I've been talking about them for a year and a half, and I, I know you've disagreed with me. But now you're yeah. starting to come around with the fact that, listen, this kid Joe Cool, Joe Burrow, is, is legit. He's got a great receivers around him. Shit, you could throw to these guys, right? And 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 if if they beat Buffalo, huh, they're setting themselves up for, what, a number two seed, uh, yeah. you know, so and if Kansas City and depending stumbles, on Kansas City, yeah, I Kansas mean, City stumbles. Cincinnati's the one seed. Cincinnati gets the one seed in the bye, Chris. They're going back to the Super Bowl because you're not going in there and beating that team. So that's the deal with Mac Jones, and for the rest of the offense in both of these games, it, it, it's it's more what we're talking about. It's pitiful. I mean, it's just a couple of numbers in the Cincinnati game in the first half. This is how you know Cincinnati let down and they folded. Twenty, they had twenty non-kneel down plays. The Patriots ran twenty, which is not good. First of all. Okay, that means three and out, three and out, three and out. One play was for 29 yards, one for 11, one for nine, one for six, and nine for zero. I mean, that, you know, that's bad. That's 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 13. And the rest of them, the rest of them had to be, (laughs) that rest of them were negative yards. So, Mark, it's terrible. It's awful. It's terrible. It's coaching. It's execution. It's players checking out. Um, the one, well, Chris, the one before we came on the air, is, is, is the is the running back. Before we came on the year, you said to me in that Oakland uh, Vegas game, when you coached nine and ten year olds, you had more yeah. completions in a game, and they weren't even geared to throw the ball at that age. No. But you had no. more completions in a game than Mac Jones did against the Raiders. That pretty much sums it up, right? Nine and ten year olds. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know they on. only threw twenty one times, but, it, but still. It, yeah, it, it's terrible. The go, the offense is not good. Play the the and the players. If you watch the games and you watch coaches' film on these games, the receivers are bad right now. They're bad. They they're rounding routes. They're running into each other. They're they they're move. They're pulling defenders into zones. They they're not playing well. And when they the ball is on them, and I know how much you love Thornton. Okay. Well, but I don't when you do get your opportunities, catch the ball. You got to catch the ball. I agree, Chris. If because if you can't catch the no, ball, I don't like how they used him either. But know? I'm just talking about the way they're using him. I don't think they have a goddamn clue on what to do with a guy with that amount of speed. But whatever. So the bottom and maybe line he's is a this. stiff. He could be a stiff. I don't know. The bottom. The bottom line is this: you want you you want to know who this team is right now? Get in a time machine, okay? You remember those teams in the '90s? With with Bledsoe and Coach, yeah. do you remember? Don't do you remember they were always in a game. We were always saying this in, throughout the whole season. We we're always saying if in the Green Bay game we were able to do something in overtime of that for that that last fourth down play, third down play, third and five, we could have done this. Or can you imagine if we if we beat 
Oakland in that game? Or can you imagine if we won an overtime against this one? Or if we make one play here and one play there? It was always, we can't close. We're right there. But, we, hey, if Bledsoe didn't throw the ball to Brisby, and instead he should have thrown the ball to Coates, and maybe we win that game and win nine wins, that's what this team is. Chris, the only difference is, right, the only difference, and it, it, Ted Johnson was on this week, and he said some of those teams in the late 90s with Bledsoe before Brady came, Johnson was on those teams. Yeah. And Johnson said the only difference is on those teams, he said we had respect. For our coaches, we were playing hard. He said this particular team looks like in some cases they've quit. He said they don't have any respect for the guys leading them on the sideline. He said, and that's a big difference compared to those teams. He said, because you can see that they don't respect these guys. I Listen. You know what? This screw and you, I know Ted John- Johnson. No, listen, you know what? Ted I'm Johnson's got an axe to grind. Said. No, the hell with Ted Johnson. Okay, right. Ted Johnson's got an axe to grind against Belichick, and every time I time I see that meathead on friggin' uh, on the on the TV, he's saying the same kind of crap. All those undertones of it. Yeah, you didn't quit on Pete Carroll, really? You didn't quit on Pete Carroll? He claimed there, they there didn't. Were play, there was a play. There was a play. Uh, listen, Ted, you come on this show, and I'll remember the games. There was a play against P- Pittsburgh. Okay. Where Cordell Stewart was going down this, you remember this. I know you remember this, Mark. Cordell Stewart broke the broke the pocket, and he was coming down the sideline, the visitor sideline toward the north end zone. Okay, and he was coming down that sideline, and two or three defenders let up. They stopped, and Bell and and Carroll was pressed in the press conference. He was pushed. Okay, in the press conference. How do you explain that? That's unacceptable. You know, the way they don't do things with Belichick now. They don't push yeah, him. Yeah, they push yeah. Carroll. So you're telling me that Ted Johnson, you're full of shit. That team quit on Pete Carroll all day long, period. Okay? Get the hell out of there with that oh, crap. I, Joe, Joe, I got a little excitement out of him, Joe. You know, we got a little excitement. That is. And I got the example, Joe. too. <laughs> Gonna be a but new yeah, Mark, year this, this, this team... Yeah, that's it. Here we go. The hell with the resolutions. The, this yeah. team's a mess. And defensively, look, they're hanging. They're hanging in there, Mark. We like the pass rush. We like where they're going yeah. with it for the future. You know, Judon's not going anywhere. Uche's not going anywhere. Barnmore's not going anywhere. Like that. You Secondary. Have a, you have, I, listen, you got Jack Jones and Marcus Jones. If they're healthy, you got a good cornerstone moving forward. You got some young guys, Chris, yeah. that you can build it on in that defense. You do. Yep. And I like Jonathan Jones, too. I do. I like yeah. him, too. I think they need, I like Duggar. Phillips has kind of dropped off, but, yeah, he you is. know, they, they improve. McCordy, the middle, it's time for McCordy to move good. on. Yeah. It's time for done. McCordy to move on. Yeah. What he's done past 30 is excellent, but it's, yeah. it's just time. So, I mean, done. defensively, there's promise. And Chris, they did not play bad defensively in that Raider game. No, I mean, Garrett Carr gave him a gift and Duggar took it. And that's what brought them back into that game. The Cincinnati game, you played a horrific first half, but in the second half, the defense showed up. Yeah, they did. They did. And, 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 and they held Adams in that first game, you know, Um, chase in the second game. I mean, you know, uh, where are the numbers? Cincinnati receiving chase Jamar chase was he had eight receptions for 79 yards off 11 at that you know that's and no that's touchdowns not, that's that's a win that's that's a win against him that's a win you know that's so I mean 
The defensively, they're not. And I know we're over, but defensively, I don't think they're in that bad of shape. I don't think they played they're bad not. in either one of the. They played not. good enough to win the games. Now, look, I get it. You 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 allowed that touchdown in the Raider game to tie it. You had the lead. Okay, you had the lead. You gave up the lead. First of all, that wasn't a touchdown. He's his his foot was on the line. Period. I don't care what yeah. anyone says. That wasn't a touchdown. But you gave it up. I get it. But you didn't even get a chance in overtime. You didn't even get a chance. And in the last game, you know, Stevenson wants to fumble the ball. I got no problem with Stevenson, though. So defensively, I think they're okay. Um, but, man, I'm so sick of looking at them like the 90s. If they won those two games, they'd be nine wins, Mark. They'd be in the playoffs right now. That's yeah, how well, bad the AFC is. It is. It's a bad conference. Both conferences really are bad. Look at Tampa Bay. They're fighting. They're playing for first place. They got a losing record. Oh, that's atrocious over there. It really is. So that's atrocious. Awful. So we're going to see what happens, and we're going to talk about this game tomorrow and what it means and so on. Uh, I know, you know, we didn't get to Joe. We didn't get to Coach's Corner, or uh, but I do want to talk. I just want to give well, our I think we Well, I think we talked enough about how yeah, awful but Joe the coaching the is. <laughs> yeah, but Joe didn't get to play that nice wash he likes. He likes yeah. that oh, wash. Oh, Joe likes the wash. That's all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll get year. it to you. We'll do it next. We'll, get, year. we'll do it. We'll do it next year. The hell with it. But well, I do want to give our Sunday stiffs uh, if we haven't real quick, Mark. Um, Joel, Joel, you know what? Doing it anyways. <laughs> you off at this point? Yeah, that's it. He doesn't care, Mark. Who's both of these games? Sunday stiff in the Oakland game, Chris, was Mac Jones. Good lord, it could have been Jacoby Myers. Obviously, yeah. that's why you lost the game, but. I have to give it to Mac Jones in that Cincinnati in that uh, Raiders game, Chris. It was awful that Vegas game. I mean, Mac Jones is my Sunday stiff, and in the in the Cincinnati game, my Sunday stiff. If you watch the film, Chris, it was almost embarrassing how badly he got pushed over and ran around and pushed through. It and 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 your buddy, Cold Strange. Oh my God, yeah. Chris! He—you want to talk about a stiff offensive lineman? He—he he looked like he didn't belong in the field last Sunday, Chris. It was his worst performance of the year. They were just blowing by him like he was—he wasn't even there. He—he he, he played horrible last week, which also caused Mac Jones to rush some throws, not have help on that side of the—you know what I mean? He hurt Jones because Jones was getting rushed on a lot of throws, Chris, because Cole Strange couldn't hold anybody off him. Yeah, yeah. Number twenty nine pick in the draft. Number twenty nine pick in the draft. For me, we're at the we're at pre draft. All those guys you mentioned, Nicole Dean, all these guys, and that was your twenty ninth pick in the draft. That that is awful. For me, um, <clears throat> for me, it's Belichick. It's it's gotten to that point now. Okay, it's Belichick. That's it. The buck stops here. You've been bitching. You've been talking all, all beginning of the season how. It's on me. It's on me, but you won't you won't own it. It's on me, but you won't own it in press conferences. That that those days of no, no. Call it what you want. And I, I like the reporter that actually the only one I've heard that said, "Yeah, I'm asking you what you call it." He said, "I know what I call it. I'm asking you what you call it." Finally, somebody pushes just a little bit. On whether or not it was a good defensive performance or the, you know, so it's Bill Belichick in both instances to me, um, in both games and probably for the rest of the season. So 
The Pats Nation was presented by Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com. Allow us to be your voice. Hey, we come back. We're going to preview that Dolphins game when they kick off at 1 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Don't go anywhere on the other side. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20-plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. Tomorrow, the Patriots host the Miami Dolphins at 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff. An all-important game. Believe it or not, they're still sniffing at the playoffs, the Patriots are. They're battling with Miami and the Jets for that last spot. And um, as bad as the Patriots have been, losing two in a row, Miami's coming off what? A four-game losing streak? So, Mark, let's preview that game. Joe, Pat's preview. That's my favorite one, Joe. That's my favorite one. I love that. You know, I love that. Even with even with the slugs that they they are right now, that still gets me pumped up a little bit. You know what I mean? So, uh, Mark, all important game tomorrow. Um, if you value that last spot, if, yep. if you value it all, getting into the playoffs at all, and then getting your so you can go in. get so you can go get yes, I was gonna say that so you can go get your brains beat in. Yeah, get in there. Get, you can get your brains kicked in. But looking at this game tomorrow, um, you know, both teams are reeling a bit. And now Miami's missing Tua. You know, they're going to go with Bridgewater. We have injury problems of our own. But generally speaking, when you when you look at this game, what do you see? I think we're in a lot of trouble, Chris. I'm going to tell you why. Because I know Tua's out in Bridgewater. But Bridgewater is a functional backup quarterback who's got a lot of experience in this league that can throw the ball. Wear it out, Jack Jones. Wear it out, Marcus Jones. Yeah. They already ruled them out. Jalen Mills, I don't know. Even if he plays, he's he's not 100% healthy. You got a lot of issues in the secondary, Chris. And oh, by the way, you got Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill coming to town who are going to be running all over the damn field. You got a problem tomorrow, I think, unless you can get a ton of pass pressure on Bridgewater, your secondary, Chris, is in a lot of trouble tomorrow. You, you don't think? Yeah, I mean, that's what they brought Marcus Jones. That's that's one of the reasons they drafted Marcus Jones. And by the way, God, you got to love that player. I mean, but by you the just way, Chris, he's been one player. of your spark plugs on offense, special teams, offense, everything. everything. He should do it all, guy, and he's doing it well. Pick, he has pick sixes. Way, he's got fumble recoveries. He's I, got touchdown runs. By the way, when he got drafted, what did I say to you? I loved, I really like this pick. You questioned it. I told you I liked it. 
Don't tell me I question. I told you I liked the player. I didn't like the spot. They would have had him somewhere else, you jerk. Don't, don't tell me that. You know? uh, but real anyway, question. So, no, seriously, Chris, we're in, tr- we're in trouble. What I was real in, in Jack Jones. The real question is, can the defense win these next, next two games? <laughs> right. It, it is Joe. That's it. That's it. It is. Well, they can't. They, the they definitely of can't win week 17. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the mouths yeah. of babes. No. Yeah, he's yeah. right. I mean, how do you, you know, and, and flipping to the other side of the ball, you know, yeah. uh, I, I, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Patriots on offense a little bit. Uh, first of all, you're going to be able to run the ball tomorrow. That's a question for you, Mr. Catone. Are they going to run the ball? Are they? Yeah, I think they. I think they will, Chris, because I think Miami's defense has struggled, as you said. They're, they're reeling, and I think their defense is reeling a little bit. I think that the, the the strength of Miami's defense is, you know, they can get some pressure off the edge, and they can get some pressure on the quarterbacks. Look, he took the Sam Rocking glasses out, Joe. Because I disagree with you. Because I disagree with you, and I'm going to bring the numbers. But go ahead. Okay, listen, I don't care if you disagree. I'm telling you the eye test. You play the eye test. You're looking at numbers. I'm using the eye test. They don't muster up. We're going to run the ball on them. We're going to have 150 yards rushing tomorrow against Miami. How's that? 150. Who's having? Who will who'll be our lead? It's going to be Ramondre, and Damian Harris is going to be active, and Damian Harris is going to have a game tomorrow. He's going to get about 50, 60 yards, 70 yards. You watch. He'll break one for 30. He'll break one for 30 tomorrow. Damian Harris. Okay. You know, has he ever agreed? Do you ever agree with me anyway? I, I don't agree. agree. You, you took you out, when you take out the Rothstein glasses, you want to pretend, you know, you're going to pretend, you know, you're going to read numbers now. Look, you know? they're pretty solid. Listen, Miami's pretty solid. Again, Mark, they're 10th they're in the league. Okay. They allow 110 yards rushing. So this would be, this would be what? I don't, I don't do math. This would be. Fifty percent over that. That's as smart yeah. that's got. Fifty percent. I just look smart. I don't. I'm not actually intelligent, but there'll be fifty percent over that if it's 150, 60 yards rushing. But they allow 100 a game, 110. Um, they're 11th in the league and with four and they're one of the better run defenses that we're gonna see. I mean, Christian Wilkinson, yeah. you, you know, um, Raquan da- Raquan Davis, uh, Siler, and protecting those. Those linebackers in Baker and your friend and your best friend, Joey, had to. I was dying for this game to come because, Mr. for all those of you who don't know, I think Mox probably has a disdain for this player more than any other one, I think, in history, perhaps, for the Patriots. Landon, Rod- Landon, listen, Roberts. Listen, Landon, listen to me. But which They're solid against the run. Get, listen, which are called starting to get up there, though, Chris. Your buddy, he's using, he's starting to use this Miles Bryant like he did Roberts. Yeah, but Roberts is, they're performing well against, I don't know. I just don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball. I, no, still, I, I have to give the edge to, to the Dolphins because the, because Listen, the Patriots are so damn predictable too in, in the what Christmas they do and how they run the ball. I'm still in the holiday season. I'm thinking of, you know, snowflakes and miracles still, you know. Yeah, he's got snowflakes in his head. All right, Joe. You know, he's got snow. Hey, have you helped your neighbor shovel? Has it snowed there at all? We had a little bit of snow, but it wasn't a lot a couple of weeks ago. We really haven't had a snowstorm yet, so I haven't had to do that. I haven't had to watch him fall on his face yet. <laughs> because if you remember last year, <laughs> if you remember last year, Mark watched his neighbor fall down in the snow and just laughed his ass off. Didn't want no, no, no good spirit, holiday spirit, whatever, you know. And then you fell off a ladder. See, that's 
That's comma. I did. That's comma. Okay, comma. That's By comma. Way, who's this? Who is this neighbor? His neighbor potentially is Harry. You are lit. <laughs> must... So are we. <laughs> that, that's a that's a that's a conversation for another day. But you another know what? Day. I don't know. I don't know who his neighbor is, but he must hate him. He must hate Mark. You know. I don't even know. I don't even talk to him. He keeps brushing his leaves into your. He put the leaves yard. in my yard. That finished him off with me. Yeah. So done. Anyway, um, but no, I I don't know. I I don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball. And I honestly think, I mean, as messed you're up not going to say they're going to throw the ball. Please, I don't think they have a better that. chance of throwing the ball against this team than running the ball. Simply, did you already I mean, you open? At, did you already if you're looking at four dollar champagne? For New Year's. Yet, for an, you know what? I, I guarantee you, next week when we come on, we're going to have some special things Mark's going to be talking about. And Katoni, he was saving it. No Katoni's comments today because he's going to get a, one, I, I, get think, a right? I get a picture every year, New Year's Eve, about the same time I get a picture of him with this, this God knows what he paid for this god awful champagne. He's guzzling it. I will not admit, I will let her in. I will not admit to any of this, okay? I will not admit to any of this. But throwing the ball, I do think they have a decent shot of uh, throwing the ball. I mean, th- listen, the Dolphins, they- they've been decimated, decimated with injuries um, in their secondary. They're 28th in the league. They allow six and a half per pass, 245 yards a game, okay? And that's 16th. The six and a half is 16th, 28th in the league in yards allowed. And and the fact that they're missing uh, Byron Jones, Brandon Jones, Needham. They're missing these guys. And by the way, Needham's a guy that we thought we could throw on in the first game. Remember that? Why yep. weren't they testing him? Well, he's had a decent year and then he's, he's yeah. out. Um, Xavier and Howard, he made, he was a late add to the injury report yesterday with a well, knee that's injury. a big loss. If they lose him, that's a big loss. If he don't play Chris, cause he's been oh, he, the one guy left back there that's been holding them together. It's not that he was. It's not that he got on the injury list in limited. He didn't practice. So, that's so big. I, if you can, if you're going to throw the ball, you should be able to throw it. But again, Bradley Chubb comes yep. back. I'm not sure. Mark, did they throw the ball? He and they throw the ball on this team. I don't know. I, I think Chris. I understand what you're talking about with the secondary, but I think, but I honestly think Miami is capable of putting a pass rush together because our offensive line has performed so poorly. You know, I, I, I just don't know. I still think the running game is going to be the key because I don't think anybody thinks we're going to run the ball against this team. But I think, I honestly think that's the strength of our offensive line is run blocking, not pass blocking. Pass blocking, yeah. they can't, they can't, they can't protect. Well, we'll see. Maybe, hopefully, Mock's right and can set up some of that play action to pick up that secondary that, that's, that's that's really hurt. Um, and so, so flipping flipping to the other side of the ball, um, we talked about so as far as the Dolphins running. I mean, they haven't been all they're that stellar. Um, they're they're, they're, they're twenty seventh in the league. I mean, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, our def- our run defense has been pretty stout. I mean, you know these guys on the. I said our defensive front. You know our front has been pretty damn good this season. I mean, would you say that? And so it's minus a couple of games. The edges have been pretty good too. No, they have been. I I don't think Miami's going to run the ball at all against us. I think we're going to have the advantage when they're running the ball. Chris, I think the way we lose tomorrow, if we lose is because Teddy Bridgewater throws three or four touchdown passes. Well, let's talk about that. Waddle and Hill. Yeah. Break it down. 
Well, Chris, without without jo- the two Joneses, and like I said, Mills has been banged up. I mean, I still don't think, even if he's on the field, Chris, I don't think Mills is 100%, right? So even if he's on the field, it's it's, it's hit or miss. Waddle and, Just and, and Hill, Chris, have been the field, and I'm going to tell you who else is going to hurt us. The tight end always hurts us. The Miami tight end, what's his name? Giseki, Giseki. Giseki. He hasn't been used a lot. Giseki. In fact, he was talked about today in possible um, get, losing him in free agency because they're not using the tight end all that much. But in, in this but game against the Patriots, how bad they are covering them. tight ends. They'll use him. Yeah. Bridgewater will use him. I don't necessarily know if he'll go to the, look for those receivers as much as Tua. So you may see the tight end utilized more in this game. But, you know. Well, Waddle I think Miami's going to have to throw the ball. Miami's going to have to have a big game throwing the ball, Chris, to beat us. I don't think they're going to run it against us. Waddle and Hill are lethal. I mean, they're absolutely they're absolutely lethal. They're both over 1,000 yards. Yeah, they don't have two of throwing them the ball. But but the bigger problem is, and you mentioned yeah. some of these injuries, what you, who you left out who's on, who is limited in practice, is Jonathan Jones again. So it isn't just Mills. That's may come back, and how will he do? It's Jonathan, if Jonathan Jones. If Chris, in, imagine if Jonathan Jones doesn't oh, play. What if Jonathan Jones doesn't play? No, that's it, it's all. It, look, it, I would have loved our defense in this game with Bridgewater playing. Honestly, if Marcus Jones was playing in this game, because that's what he's there to do. He's there to run cr- across the field with Hill. Yeah. He's there to play that under coverage while you protect over the top. You know, with with, with a safety. You know, and 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 he can stay with Hill. And and that's without that that guy. I mean, you better get a pass rush. You better keep Bridgewater from moving around. And I say move around in the pocket. You know, his days of of scram getting out and running are gone. But he still has the ability to shift in that pocket to move a little bit to avoid the rush. And Judon, as well as he played in the first half, and I don't think it's his fault. I think he's getting doubled a lot, which is why I think Uche's numbers are going up. Listen, Uche's getting held. You watch these game, these games. He's getting his hands into the face. He's getting ripped down, ripped apart. I mean, they're just not calling a lot of penalties um, against guys that are blocking him. But yeah. you better get a pass rush. You better get one because these guys going to run all over the field. And offensively, you don't have the, the right. You don't have you don't the have horses the horses to, back. to keep up. No, if it's a shootout, you can't you can't win a shootout. That's for sure. So you give that edge to the. Um, to the Dolphins, yeah. Throwing the ball, I give the edge to the Dolphins when they're throwing the ball. Running the ball, I think we stop. We can stop them. I give the edge to our defense. But throwing the ball, Chris, I I give the edge to our defense. Uh, to Miami, I mean. So because then, the overall, o- overall, key your offensive defensive key to victory tomorrow. My key to victory, Chris, I still think on offense. And I say this. I say this. Almost, yeah, right. I almost say Hope this Miami every week, but. I really think it's it's running the ball so you can set up your play action and 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 if you because our our, our passing game is so inconsistent. I mean, I, it, it, maybe you know what I got a better key for victory. Maybe have an offensive coach show up. How's that? Wait, how about this, Mark? Are the sisters of the poor are they available tomorrow? <laughs> the little sisters of the poor. The little sisters. Of- <laughs> Joe, that's next week. I'll use that next week in, in my analysis. Of the Buffalo game, trust me. The little sisters of the ball will come out next week because we're gonna get our doors blown off next week. I've been talking about that game for 13 weeks when they go to Buffalo. And it's well, don't next- jump the gun. What's your key to victory on defense? 
victory on defense, Chris, is my keys to victory, and, and you mentioned this earlier, is the pass rush. You're going to need seven, eight sacks, nine. You're going to have to have a huge sack game and have Bridgewater running for his life because if, if he has time, you're going to get lit up because they, we're not going to be able to hold off the receivers. We, we just don't have the secondary to do it with all the injuries. Well, my offensive key to victory is um, getting the ball down the field. That's it. To me, that's what it is. And they just won't do it, Chris. They won't do it, and I think they need to utilize Thornton a little better. I I, I give him crap for not catching that ball, but, you know, he must have been surprised the ball was even thrown to him. So um, I I agree with you, Chris. He's got to get – he should get crap for that. But, again, if you can push the ball down the field a little bit, um, I don't know if Hunter Henry is going to play, but if he doesn't, I know John Smith's already been ruled out, so you got that other tight end that I I don't even know who he is, but he's coming in the game. So, I mean – you got to try to get the ball down the field a little bit. Um, to me, that's what it is. If you are going to run the ball, set it up for play action. And defensively, I'm with Mark. You have to put pressure on Bridgewater. You got to keep him on his spot, keep him in the pocket. Barmore has to have a pretty good game um, to be to get that center push and allow Uche and allow um, Judon to come off the edges uh, and get some things done. And you got to get the lead against this team because special teams wise, everything is everything is poor right now. Everything. Everything is, is is not well coached. Every coach has to go. Um, so your prediction, Mark, um, for this game. I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to surprise you. 27-24 Patriots. 27-24 Patriots. Whoa. Whoa. Mark comes out with something. Well, look, I'm staying with my original. I didn't think they'd win a game. Going on to that trip to the starting in Arizona, I didn't think they would another game for the rest of the season. I would, I thought they would go six and what is that eleven? Okay, and they have Chris if 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 Tyler, Kyler Murray didn't get hurt in that game in the opening drive. We don't know. We're never going to know because that know. dude could have run on us all day long. So uh, to me, it's going to be thirty-three to twenty. Thirty-three to twenty. Miami. Miami wins this game. I don't think the Patriots win another game. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's my that's my key. Right along. You know, that's my key. So yep. uh, that's my uh, prediction. So Pat's preview was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? Specialsaucepodcast.com. Hey, when we come back, step up to the sports book. We're gonna, we're gonna have a little fun here. We'll hopefully give you our final of the year locks of the week in Sunday spread right after this. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. And now it gets real. Joe, I hope we got, we got the wash, right? Because we're going to get real with Sunday spread. We're going to give you our final locks of the week for the year. Sunday spread, Joe. What are you writing now? Some working over here. You're talking about nonsense. I'm working. That's why we are the real deal, New England feel. It's going to be real. Okay, Mr. Catone, 
Everybody spent a crap ton of money all all this holiday season. All the you're bitching and complaining last week about cyber this and kiss your ass Thursday and all these sales and things and Black Friday. <laughs> Add some right in the like, amount. Kiss your ass Thursday. <laughs> yeah, right, you know Come we on did. Now. We did actually. There's a lot of people that uh, that want that. So um, it's going to be a mock Catone uh, holiday. That that'll be the holiday. The kiss your ass Thursday will be mock I want that copyrighted. I want the copyright for that. Copyright, no copyright course no with Catone, Mark Catone, 2022. Um, so give these people some hope. They, they, they're they going to be getting their credit okay. card bills so, in in a couple of weeks, and they're going to be collapsing all over the place. So I'm going to take a little bit of a different take on this this week since oh, here it we go. is the college football playoff, and it is – Bold season. I got a five teamer working right now. Five teamer. Listen, I had Tennessee last night. I got Alabama today. They're rolling. I got my lock of the week in college football. They're going to win by fuck. Uh, excuse me, a hundred. A hundred. The Georgia Bulldogs are going to wipe the field. Wipe the field. With the Ohio, Ohio State, State Buckeyes. Take yeah. that to the bank. The line is five and a half, six. They're going to beat them by it's 56. Trust me. When TCU is that. a plus. TCU is a plus 1,600. Yeah. Well, guess what? Miami's up. Uh, Michigan's going to beat them. But my lock of the week in college football, go to the bank and go just bet Georgia. Please bet Georgia. Please. But you got to put it with something. I don't win any money well, betting. Georgia. I got it. Listen, I got him with Tennessee. I got him with Alabama, who I think is winning right now. I got Georgia. I like Michigan's going to pound the ball down TCU's throat. They ain't going to be able to handle them. And then you finish it off on January 2nd with a nice cigar. You watch the USC Trojans roll with the Heisman Trophy quarterback, Caleb Williams. They will roll. That's my college picks well you know thank NFL, you very much by the way for keeping that to yourself my nfl lock of the week is the seattle seahawks at home the jets are favored the jets shouldn't be favorite over the little sisters of the poor joe the jets shouldn't <laughs> be favorite okay seattle at home okay well listen here's the only problem with all your college picks okay by the okay. time anybody sees this, okay, wow. Wow. the games are already gone. They can't get the bet in. At no, that point. Georgia. They can get the bet in on Georgia. Georgia is 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 tonight. What time did after, it kick our off? Our show is air is airing for se- is on seven o'clock. The game is after starts after you got plenty of time. Okay. Well, thank you for keeping that to yourself from me all week long with all these college games. I'm not a college guy, but thanks. I appreciate that. You know, I I couldn't have used the the, the help there, Mark. Uh, you know, that's it. I had a four-team, I had a fourteen parlay go a teaser going three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Man, it was perfect. It was perfect. Right up until the end. Right up until the end and the night game. For me, I stay with I stay with the pros. Um Mark got his lock of the week. I'm gonna give you my lock, and nobody would expect this. Cleveland travels to Washington, okay? The Cleveland Browns play in Washington. Washington is now playing Wentz. Wentz is going to start in this game, which I, I'm sorry. I am not a believer in this guy. I think that's a 
a huge mistake putting this guy in the field at all. I don't know if uh, Heineke is, is, is hurt. I don't know what's going on with him, but you're going to put Wentz on the field. Cleveland's getting two and a half going to Washington, and I think Cleveland's going to win the game outright. Forget the two. Don't worry about the two and a half. They get that anyway, but I think Cleveland wins this, and I think that's a lock of the week. A couple of the games to look for, this Buffalo-Cincinnati game, I'm now on. I am now on board. I am on the train. I am on the Cincinnati train, boys. And Cincinnati's getting one, getting one at home. I do not like the way Buffalo has been playing coming down the stretch. I think they're a beatable team, especially on defense. I have no idea who the hell is going to handle Boyd, Higgins, uh, and Chase in that secondary for Buffalo. No clue. And I think Cincinnati is going to run away with this game. And Buffalo is going to get exposed, which means the Patriots are going to really get their ass kicked next, next week. So put Cleveland with Cincinnati. And, hey, you know what? If you want anything else, how about Jacksonville at Houston, Mark? Getting, Jacksonville's giving up three. I like that team, too. Yeah, I like Jacksonville. That, that would have been my other game. Would have been My other game, uh, my other NFL game would be Jacksonville because I, I don't know how Houston, every week, the lines are low against this Houston team. Jacksonville wins. I think Jacksonville's the division winner. Yeah. Tennessee lost again. Jacksonville's going to win that division and is going to be seeded in the playoffs. Can you imagine Jacksonville the way they started the season? They are, and they and they probably should. Uh, it, just real quick before we go, um, you know, and 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 uh, with this Denver Kansas City game, Denver Kansas City's favored by thirteen. Mark, can they actually cover that? Yeah, they'll cover that. They'll win by fifty-three because Denver stinks too. There's a, they, they listen. They, 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 there's college teams that would beat Denver. Denver stinks. Is well, John Elway still associated with Denver? I don't think so. All right, because whoever pulled that trade for Russell Wilson should be terminated immediately. Terminated. We talked about that. We said it in the off season. All these yeah. people that were anointing the AFC West teams, like the Raiders and Denver, right? And even Sandy, even the Chargers to some degree, although they come on late. I said it. Wilson, just because you got Wilson doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. And it certainly I'm gonna give you to another little nothing. a little 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 nugget to chew on. At home, even though the quarterback may not play, Jalen Hurts may not play. I still think Philadelphia is going to win and win big because they'll clinch home field advantage throughout the playoffs in the number one seed. I think they're giving six or six and a half. I think they're going to annihilate. The t- they're going to they're going to win big because Gardner Mishu actually he didn't play bad against Dallas. Yeah, he's not Jalen Hurts, but at home he does he still got that mustache that seventies porn so. star mustache <laughs> looks like a seventies porn star with that mustache. By the way. He does. It looks like, yeah, like like in Seinfeld, buck naked. Yeah. yeah the yeah. name. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think he is playing. It's all good stuff. So, everybody, you know, the final locks of the week for the season, uh, even though you're betting it on New Year's Day, hey, go with it. Throw some teasers in there. Get six points. You know, not as good odds, but you know what? It helps. It helps. Bring that Kansas City line down to seven if you want. So, Sunday Spread was presented by Studio 42 Designs. For all your graphic design needs, studio42designs.com. That's our show for the – that's our final for the year. Corso and Catone was presented by the Pats Nation, the only Patriots postgame show worth watching. And, uh, hey, join us for the Pats Nation 
post-game coverage on this show next week, 7 p.m. Eastern. Mark and I are going to have all your Pats Dolphins breakdown. And who knows? It may get real interesting if the Patriots are able to pull that game out. And uh, we're going to preview the Pats season finale against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. We don't know yet what time that day, that uh, that game's going to kick off. And we're going to have Catone's comments, a very special Catone's comments for the first of the year for you. And again, we'll give you our first locks of the week for the season uh for the year in uh sunday spread try to make you some money gentlemen this is our last show of the year and it's been a good one yeah it's been a good year let me tell you son Inter- I, I like some of the things we've done with the show i like the, the the sunday spread i think that's good um and and as chris said next week will be uh, our new year's resolutions and i will save that for Catone's comments because i do have some some things to say about these people who make these New Year's resolutions. And I am going to tell you about my New Year's resolutions. But in all seriousness, Happy New Year to everyone that, you know, listens to the show and to Chris and to Joe and, and you know, have a you know, safe night tonight and a, and a prosperous New Year. And if you listen to, you know, our locks of the week, it will be prosperous. It will be prosperous. But... Uh, in all seriousness, happy new year to everybody. It's been a great year. Listen, we're going into what year are we going? Is it year two or three? Of course, so in Catone. I don't even we're know. Com- we're getting close to 100 shows. For those of you that are listening on, on, on and, and not watching live, it's New Year's Eve. I already got a cup. I already started. The cup. I'm. Uh, you know what, though? Later on, you're going to have that nicer glass, you know, with the you can't put bourbon in that thing. And no, that solo listen, piece of crap Joe, you got over he'll there. he'll have that $5 champagne bottle. He'll be sending it to me about, you know, later tonight he sends it. Well, Joe. well we're going to hear Mark's New Year's resolution next next, next year, hopefully next uh, next week, next year. And uh, hopefully it's not something you you immediately blow in the same in the same breath. But, Joe, any New Year's resolution for you? What do you mean? Like, uh, uh, you know, some advice or something like that? I don't know. Advice, resolution. What are you resolute about? Are you resolute about giving advice? Go ahead. Like like how to get a stain out of a shirt? Yeah, right. No. That's what you nothing. <laughs> Our wonderful producer nothing. and that's yeah. all you got for the people. That's it. That's all you got. Uh, yeah. I, I, no. Happy New Year to everybody and thank you to all of our listeners, our fans out there. Those of you who <laughs> text in and and, uh, email us and and call in for the heated hotline and give us those heated hotline uh, um, um, opinions, opinionated opinions. You know, we love it. All opinions. I love it. And uh, thank you to all those fans and thank you to everybody out there. But we will start off fresh next year and hopefully, hopefully everything you guys talked about today, the Patriots actually do have their destiny in their hands the next two games and and pull off some wins and you know it is a happy new year so for them and for the rest of the fans out there yeah so yeah and listen uh to, to you guys too you know mock agrees this show doesn't go without uh, uh producer director joe guaneri listen joe you did a fantastic job you always do a fantastic job just putting up with us is a fantastic job uh, everything you see and hear is due to joe and uh, we certainly appreciate that mock Listen, man, I'm nothing without my other half. So uh, thank you, pal. And, uh, you know, the show's just flat out boring (laughs) without you. A lot of knowledge, a lot of good stuff. I appreciate it. And uh, to you both, 
and your families and yours. Uh, happy New Year. And to you out there, Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, all the support, everything you got. I can't improve on anything these guys said, so I'll just thank you and wish you all a happy New Year. Hey, next week we're going to try to bring back some Celtics talk, some Bruins talk. Maybe we'll get into some hot stove topics. Anything you want to discuss, give us a call and heat hotline. We'll be ready for it. We are Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. Happy New Year, everyone. Bye, Corso and Catone on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you podcast. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Corso and Catone, and catch the chaos at 7 p.m. on Saturday.